Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Fertility in Focus podcast. I'm your host, Christina Burns, doctor of Eastern medicine and holistic fertility expert. In these weekly sessions, I'll be bringing you the best of advice on nutrition, lifestyle, and natural medicine to optimize your fertility. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey, everyone. Let's dive into a little session on supplements today. And, you know, this is one that's recommended to like everybody all the time. So let's dive into why it works and why you'd take it. And, you know, maybe in certain cases, if it's not good, and that is folic acid and why folic acid helps you get pregnant and have a healthy kid. So folic acid and vitamins B12 and B6 are talked about together because the vitamin B6 and B12 help the absorption of folic acid. It is possible that folic acid, vitamin B12, and vitamin B6 affect fertility. Studies indicate that the supplementation of folic acid, particularly in a dose higher than the recommended one for the prevention of congenital defects and combined with vitamin B12 in the period prior to pregnancy, may increase the chances of becoming pregnant and of ART, assisted reproductive technology success. So it can help you whether you're trying to get pregnant naturally or with IVF or IUI or what have you, or just with medications. It's vital to note that folic acid supplementation has been negatively associated with a shorter length of the menstrual cycle. On the other hand, the intake of synthetic folic acid was associated with an increase in progesterone and decreased risk of sporadic anovulation. Um, And anovulation is like no ovulation basically. So sporadic, like once in a while, lacking ovulation. So some um, folic acid or folate, I like to prescribe folate, not folic acid, was associated with higher progesterone levels and um, with decreasing ovulatory issues. However, and it's also associated with, you know, reducing the incidence of like birth defects like spina bifida. And it's also associated with helping egg quality, but oddly, it was associated with a shortened menstrual cycle, like something, you know, under 26 days in length. So that's interesting. So let's let's talk more about the research. Um, studies among couples undergoing infertility treatment in Europe suggest that folate may improve reproductive success. Specifically, follicular fluid folate levels were associated with threefold greater odds of becoming pregnant among women and undergoing assisted reproduction in the Netherlands. And among Polish women, those who received a folic acid supplement had better quality eggs and a higher mature egg yield than women who did not receive folic acid. So, you know, when they were going through assisted reproductive technology with IVF, when they do the retrieval, they were getting better eggs and they were having better fertilization rates. The impact of folic acid, vitamin B12, and vitamin B6 on fertility is possibly associated with homocysteine metabolism. So here's where we get into like why it works, which is like kind of nice to understand why we'd be taking something. A lack of vitamin B12 disturbs the remethylation process, whereas vitamin C, B6 deficiency directly leads to the accumulation of homocysteine. Consequently, through this process, you know, where histamine is very involved, histamine is converted into cysteine. And then we have this homocysteine issue. This is sounding very complicated, but I will, I will explain. So clinical studies show that hyperhomocysteinemia combined with low concentration of folic acid constitutes a risk factor for recurrent miscarriage. 
I did another podcast session on um, homocysteine. Homocysteine accumulation is more likely to occur in women with PCOS or women with metabolic disorders, insulin resistance, uh, like higher cholesterol. Um, it happens to happen more with age, maybe with inflammatory disorders like endometriosis, fibroids. Homocysteine is something you generally don't know you have, but that it can make you feel crazy. You can feel like fat, bloated. You can feel very unsettled mentally. Histamine, which is like a precursor to the um, homocysteine accumulation, is the allergic response. Uh, like histamine is like why you sneeze, why you get a rash when you're reacting to something. We are reacting to a lot of things these days. And by the way, you are also reacting to your hormones, like high estrogen levels in your system, whether that's from the drugs you take in an IVF cycle or because you have fibroids or cysts and you're not metabolizing your estrogen properly, that will lead to higher histamine reactions and more homocysteine. I get a lot of DMs asking me where to get quality supplements and herbs. And there is no secret to it that you can email us anytime and we will literally send you a link. Info at Naturnalife is where you will email for supplements and we can just send you a link prescription for whatever it is that you are seeking. So just put in the email the items that you want to buy and we can put it in a linked email and you can just click on that link and the stuff will be right there for you. We will choose the brands and make sure they're in the cart with the instructions. Additionally, a higher homocysteine concentration has been associated with a faulty vascularity issue. So it's like in pregnancy loss. So like higher homocysteine, higher histamine, which is a side effect of, of having low folate levels, um, can lead you to clot more easily. Like you will have more blood clots. The fetus won't get resources. And a high concentration of homocysteine causes endothelial, so like vessel inflammation through is through an increased expression of pro-inflammatory cytokines. These are just like inflammatory cytokines float around in your system and wreak havoc. Moreover, an increased homocysteine concentration in the ovarian follicle liquid may affect the interaction between the ovarian follicle and the sperm, um, decreasing the, first, uh, the chances of fertilization. So I know a lot of you listening to the podcast are going through IVF, but a lot of you listening to the podcast are also trying naturally. And if you have high homocysteine levels and you don't know it, that could be attacking the sperm that's trying to reach your egg and fertilize it. And so we'd want to take care of that. Additionally, hyperhomocysteinemia increases oxidative stress, which affects women's fertility on pretty much every level. Like implantation, maintaining a pregnancy, egg quality, like if you have any kind of inflammatory disorders like endometriosis, for example, they get worse. A cohort study including 259 women who were regularly menstruating and not using hormonal contraceptives and diet supplements showed a connection between higher homocysteine concentration and an increased risk of, of irregular or no ovulation. Furthermore, a high folic acid to homocysteine ratio decreased the risk of anovulation by 10%. So again, here we are with the why do we take folic acid? Maybe it's really targeted to the homocysteine and it's bringing those levels down and helping anything that homocysteine would usually be attacking. In fact, mild homocysteinemia is often associated in mothers of children with neural tube defects, which I mentioned before. And it is vital to note that women experience experiencing PCOS present higher homocysteine metabolism disorders and high concentrations of homocysteine than do women without PCOS. So, But it's not just PCOS. You can have it without. I've seen it in a lot of cases. Um, and I've seen a lot of failed transfers, for example, or failed implantation due to hyperhomocysteinemia. The supplementation of folic acid 
is recommended for women with PCOS, but it's also recommended for any woman trying to get pregnant. So basically the moral of the story is this. Folic acid, and I prefer methylfolate because it's easier to absorb and doesn't build up in your system and is more readily used by your system. But the folate and folic acid might work on your eggs and on your on the neural tube defect aspect, on implantation, all of that, just because it's influencing homocysteine. And I suggest you to go back and listen to my podcast on homocysteine if this is, you know, hitting home at all, because obviously you want to be managing it with folic acid, but you also want to be managing it with your lifestyle. And so some of the things that affect homocysteine are things like too much alcohol or a high histamine diet or inflammatory foods or stress. Stress actually raises homocysteine levels a lot. High estrogen levels, that's a byproduct of fertility treatment or of certain reproductive disorders. So again, you know, the moral of my podcast is always like, yes, use these helpers, use the supplements, use the acupuncture, use the natural medicine, but use nutrition and lifestyle more than anything else. The healing is in the everyday habits. See you next time. I'm really happy you've tuned in and joined the community, and I'm so excited to bring you more helpful content with each episode. In order to make this podcast as helpful as possible, I want to hear your input on what questions you need answered to get you feeling empowered on your fertility journey. You can DM me on Instagram at at Naturna underscore life or at naturally CB to share your most important fertility related questions. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please follow and share with friends. My mission is to help as many women and couples as possible. And for that, I need your help. Yours as always in love and light, Dr. Christina.